The Amazon delivery guy's gonna waggle his butt at your wife. Nah, it's no contact. You get back to your truck, sir. You are not gonna win a woman this day. I must be in trouble. Do they think I do drugs? <laughs> they couldn't. I don't have a cool jacket. Way to make me an unnecessary a-hole. That wasn't gonna be the point of this story. It's still not, because I'm gonna power through. There is a church that's kind of in the center of my neighborhood where Amazon has put a, it's like a big cargo freight thing. And every day it opens up and like 40 robots go out. And then every night 40 robots come back. That is so weird. I live in Tales from the Loop and it's amazing. So they're always going back when it's time for me to take my daughter to gymnastics. And me and my daughter, we have this thing now. Whenever we drive by and see them, we just yell, robots, robots. Over and over. And now we have started rolling down the window and yelling out the window at the robots. <laughs> this is something that I do. And my daughter encourages me by doing it with me. We are just yelling at these robots that they are robots. And here's the thing. Amazon records everything these things see. So they know there's this idiot and this poor corrupted child yelling robots at their robots every week. You know what Amazon needs to do? What? They need to set a day to get ahead of you guys and put all 40 robots surrounding your home. <laughs> so when you get up and look out the window or you're coming outside or whatever, the first time you see it, they're just there <laughs> silently waiting. And maybe then you won't yell at the damn things. Gonna keep yelling. This is my thing. Because here's the world I'm afraid of, Jason. I'm afraid that they're gonna continue to develop these things and try and humanize them. You know what they did last month? The Friday before Halloween, they sent the robots off in trick-or-treating costumes. They had like little witch hats, and one was a ninja, and they went to every house, and the person would knock on your door and like, hey, we're reverse trick-or-treating. Here's a bunch of candy from Amazon. They are trying to buy our children's love so that they don't hate these robots. And my daughter is too smart for that crap, and she is with me, and no matter how much they humanize these things, we're just going to keep reminding the world that they are robots! Robots! <laughs> I love that that's your way of fighting back against the tyranny that is slowly taking over your neighborhoods just to roll down the window and scream robots at them. <laughs> because they're robots! Remind me not to team up with you in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Here, roll down the window. I'm going to get them real good. Zombies! Zombies, zombies! Oh, zombies. I also, essentially, think of like the old movies where you'd see like the blue collar workers walking home from the factory after a hard day. They're exhausted. They barely get to put any food on their family's table. That's these robots. And they're walking back to their home, essentially, which is so sad. It's just a capsule to end the day. And they're going to do it again tomorrow. And you're just screaming at them while they're doing this sad walk of shame back to their capsule. No, see, this is why I need to do this. You're humanizing them. You're on the robot side. <laughs> in this case, yes. They've already got you. And they're not even in your neighborhood, Jason. You, being an asshole to robots, puts me on their side. <laughs> And your daughter can join you because she's learned from you. My real hope that if I cannot just wake up you sheeple, that these are robots, robots. If we can't make you fight 
against the robot tyranny that is coming, this uprising that is going to wipe away everything that gives us souls and lives and meaning, I at least hope I get to the point where Amazon programs these robots to facially recognize me and just have it say in Alexa's voice, human, 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 <laughs> human. Delete. <laughs> oh, then it's on. Once they start talking smack, I'm allowed to fight them. And I want to fight one of these robots. It would be so sad from the way you've described them. They're like basically wagons. <laughs> like you're fighting something they can't fight back. It's just sad. I need to escalate somehow, but not make it violent. I got to let it make the first move. <laughs> this chess match has just gotten interesting. How do I escalate my fight with the robots? I mean, if you want to escalate, it sounds like it's on a predetermined path. So probably just get in front of it and it'll run into your leg and you can take that as an, an egregious move. No, if you get in front of it, it just stops and goes, and it puts up its little flag and it waits for a human to come help it. Does the flag actually go up? Yes, a little flag comes up. It just powers off and it just goes, I can't do anything. There's a person. <laughs> You're trying to beat up Droopy the dog. <laughs> You want to kick his ass when literally all he does is walk slowly everywhere and he'll bother. And take jobs from humans. <laughs> it's really not. Not yet. And then just offhanded, my mom's like, oh, and then we've got new tires on the truck. I'm like, truck when did you guys get a truck oh we got it a couple months ago to replace the jimmy what happened to the jimmy oh remember it was destroyed in that rollover that we had i'm like what you guys were on a major rollover oh yeah we were pretty banged up it was a pretty bad scary accident we pulled it off the highway you never told me that that happened i mean not being a shinny my first question is what's a jimmy uh a, a jimmy it's a it's a car it's, a... It, it's not they do not make a Toyota Jimmy. No, it's a GMC. Yeah, the GMC Jimmy. Seriously? Yeah. That's made up. That is a cute, affectionate nickname your family came up with for a car. That is not the name of the car. <laughs> There's no way there's a GMC Jimmy. Google it. Google it right now. Google GMC Jimmy. I care about this podcast. I don't want to get lost down a Google hole while I'm podcasting. So no, I will not right now. But I... You're afraid. You're a coward. You know that there's a GMC Jimmy and you don't want to be wrong. In my heart of hearts, I do not want there to be a... Oh, crap, this is GMC Jimmy. Uh, it's your most generic-looking SUV ever. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was one of the first SUVs. I don't think they make them. I hope not. This looks... This this would barely run these days, it looks like. So, a Jimmy. Why did they... What? That's just so stupid. Okay. So, we'll get beyond that. So, we we, we didn't have a Jimmy until after I left uh left home there was a it was a later addition to the family but i had a friend growing up they were a jimmy house by the time we were getting close to driving age the family was on their third or fourth jimmy and my friend who was about to get his driver's license was like man i can't wait till dad lets me drive his jimmy okay well till dad finally gives me his jimmy <laughs> and we're like Ooh. <laughs> i mean just there we go we got there so many wrong ideas with that name. I would love to look up the Wikipedia for like how that name came to be. It's It's got to be stupid and bad. <laughs> well, they were going to call it the GMC James, but that was just too formal. I mean, yeah, James is definitely the, the Rolls Royce version of it. <laughs> Let's bring around the James. What is the GMC Jimmy and why is it called a Jimmy? Well, shit, we're already here. We might as well do this on the air. <laughs>
Can I trust Carl Black Chevrolet Buick GMC of Orlando with this information? Sure. They're probably on the up and up. Why is it called the Jimmy? Why why would Carl Black lie to me? And why the hell is it called the Jimmy? <laughs> Uh, similar to how the name Jeep was a rumor to originate from the pronunciation of the letters GP, standing for general purpose. So it's supposed to sound like GM. <laughs> and you couldn't come up with anything better than Jimmy. It takes one guy in that meeting to say Jimmy is also a word for penis, and you stop. <laughs> and you move on. Here's why it's called a Jimmy, because dumb hicks from Idaho will love saying, Everyone get the Jimmy! This is my Jimmy! Mount the Jimmy! <laughs> Yet another reason never to go to Idaho. It's Jimmy time! I grew up in a hick area, so all this should be normal to me. There's gotta be people that lived around me that had the GMC Jimmy, and maybe they just didn't call it that because they were ashamed. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh my butt off if your parents hear this episode and you're like, what's he talking about? We had a Jimmy. <laughs> so we drove him to school in for 20 years. I know what ours were called. Ours were mostly Astro Vans. Yours has a word for butt right in the name. You can't make fun of a Jimmy. Astro? What's the first half of that word? Oh, come on. That, that is trying too hard. <laughs> Jimmy is euphemism for penis. Full stop. That's the part I don't understand, because I know her diet is much better than mine. Like, she eats fruits and vegetables with every meal. I don't do that. I promise. I don't do that. So my <laughs> diet is one that should absolutely be clogging this toilet every single time. And yet, every one of my poops goes through without a problem. Why? <laughs> Explain that to me. Why are her dukes the ones that completely gum up the works, but mine, which sometimes go out of the water. You know how to poop, when you have so much poop, it actually is above the water... When it crests out like Nessie? Oh, I'm familiar. Those are terrifying. Those are the ones you're like, oh no, that's not going to flush. That's a no-go. I can tell you. And then I flush and it goes right through. And I'm just like, man, what is it about my poop that's doing that? And then hers is just the one that's like, oh, no, I'm not dealing with that today. Sorry. <laughs> and I eat far more food than she does. So I think everything about my poops should be the one they're clogging it. And All right. Well, we got to dissect this. This is going to be the only episode that we can dedicate to this defecation. So <laughs> I think part of it is... This is just a theory that as adults, we are so much more stressed and tight in our sphincters that they are long, but they are pencil thin. Kids, they don't have this stress. They don't have this constriction going through their lower body at all times. So their mega dukes are also wide and they're gangly. They're in whatever weird direction. Whatever direction the food is that they ate, that's what comes out. It's like a long brown piece of watermelon, then a long brown hot dog going sideways. Like, whatever it wants, it just goes whoop. Whereas we, that pressure makes that into turd diamonds. And those go straight down the slot. And your kid's weird Gumby creation can get caught on all kinds of stuff. This is not a conversation I expected to have today. I, d I didn't think I would talk about the size and shape of children's sphincters. <laughs> You knew what I was when you picked me up. Again, hashtag not a doctor. Um, hashtag not a proctologist. What you said sounds like it holds water. Like, <laughs> life has hammered my sphincter to the shape of efficiency. 
So yeah, every poop that comes out, it is made to go in the toilet and go right down. And the kids, yeah, they're still more wild and free, so Lord knows what's coming out of there. It's because kids don't know what they want to be yet. Maybe it is all mental. There's just so much potential before them. They're like, maybe I do want to poop stars. Maybe I'll be a star pooper. <laughs> oh no, you know what's really cool? Sideways ovals. I'm going to do that now. Maybe we crack the code. I don't know. Maybe I need, need to talk to my daughter about uh, what she wants in her life. And maybe her poops will conform. No, you got to stress her out. You got to like, <laughs> you got to go to work every day to pay this mortgage. So next time I see her going into the bathroom, I should just stop her and be like, hey, honey, just so you know, if your mom and I die, you're going to be all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> like, And nature takes its course. I will say, I haven't done it in a long time, but when I would... Actually, that's not true. I did it last week. <laughs> I got upstairs and I had a new bag of chips that I wanted to have a few of at bedtime. But she she crashed hard. Like, she was asleep. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got to do this again. So I take the bag of chips, carefully walk across the floors. So I don't wake her up. Go into our bathroom and close the door. <laughs> and open the bag in there because it's got awful loud. Run the water. <laughs> Flush the toilet. Uh, turn on the fan. Do whatever you got to do. Turn up the radio. All that white noise. Yeah, just so she doesn't hear the... And once I get it open, of course, I come back in there and I'm still crinkling and crackling in the back. And she like, looks over at one point. I'm just like, oh, I'm not the ninja I thought I was. Chip. <laughs> yeah. The same goes with cans. I haven't done this in a long time. But I, I would bring one up there and like get ready to crack it open. And, you know, got caught one too many times of just the cracking open while she's asleep. It's like... Seriously? Really? So I would take it in the bathroom, in the shower, where it's not much quieter, but it's a little further away. There's a curtain I can pull up. Surely the sound is muffled a little bit more and carefully open it as quietly as I could and like come back out and she's still snoring. It's like, victory. And I could chuck this in the dark in peace. As God intended. Do the do, you know, it's always a guy on motorbike or skateboarding, slamming the do, do the do. And I'm just like, do the do. The most intense trick I know how to do. The most life-threatening, extreme X-game level stuff I do is open a can so my wife doesn't wake up. Extremely quiet. <laughs> If they could do an ad campaign for, like, you know, people... You should start drinking more dew in bed. That, that would be it. <laughs> I can write that commercial for you and I can have it on your desk in, like, an hour. I've lived that life. Just let me know. When, when a Mountain Dew goes past the kids and you want the older guys to be the sole marketing focus, I can help you with that. I don't think anything could turn me off of Mountain Dew and make me not love it. But the concept of dewy sheets might just be that. Yeah. I, I, I'm very careful. I've never spilled. I've definitely gotten crumbs in bed, but I've, I've never <laughs> spilled. And the crumbs, they're on my side. So, you know, I lay down and I'm just like, ah, oh, what was that? In my kidneys. Oh, part of a Dorito. <laughs> I gotta waste it. Wait, and you sleep naked. So there's like Dorito crumbs in your butt crack. <laughs> this isn't okay anymore. This was funny. Now this is bad. You can't be naked with Doritos. That's not all right. Oh, if I had a nickel for every time somebody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you close up that bag right now. You can't be naked with those Doritos. Aren't you afraid a crumb's going to go up your urethra? 
I mean, no. You not, you don't, I, I don't, no. It's, it's <laughs> the number of crumbs that I've dropped in the bed are so few and far between that the thing I'd be more, more worried about would be chocolate butt. Dorito dust in the urethra is not a thing. <laughs> Dusty urethra sounds like a nightmare. It's not a problem. I've not ever had <laughs> doctor, that problem. Doctor, it burns when I pee, except for when it cool ranches when I pee. <laughs> Stop talking about it like I do that, and I need to stop. That is not a problem. Never once have I jammed them up there. Never have they gotten there because there's a tiny crumb in the bed. Again, it might, like, hit my skin outside on my body somewhere. Yes, the nude sleeping is a thing, but never once have I gotten a chip lodged anywhere. And, and, and oh, and the Mountain Dew, like, ah. Okay, we need to change topics real quick. No, the topic is done. I eat in bed occasionally, and I'm naked. That's it. I don't know if I've ever eaten anything naked. Now I have to think. <laughs> All right, then th there you go. Treat yourself. That's what you need to do sometime this weekend. The other big controversy that we went through is the... Uh, how do I word this? The Utah Appropriate Sex Store would often run ads in the newspaper and it was always had a 50 style pinup girl in the ads like ooh come to such and such a store we've got lingerie and dildos and <laughs> it didn't say that but you know that's what those stores sell i know what they sell i've been in one i just a, a couple maybe i just the, the fact that you started with utah appropriate i would love for that to be like the ad like it's just this like 50s style wah, 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 wah. With like just a slow pan over of like the shelves, <laughs> like come to Utah appropriate adult store. <laughs> We've got dildos <laughs> and edible panties. Just the sad that that nothing about it would be enjoyable for anybody to be there. So that's that's appropriate. That's Utah appropriate. Well, I'm just saying like this isn't like some salacious thing. It, it's it's a like it's the type of art you would see on the side of a plane. That was going off to, to fight the Nazis. Okay. So they would run ads like that. And people would get so upset that we would dare run such vile pornography. This? This is what's sending you off? Betty Boop is more sexual than this. But they were such a well-known thing in the newspaper that we would run other ads that would tell you where they were in relation to that porn store. <laughs> That's really well-known. Like, we're just across the street from the Utah Appropriate Porn Store. <laughs> Someone's like, why do they do that? Why do they say next to Utah Appropriate Sex Shop? Why don't they say next to the store on the other side of them? Like, that's a weird thing for a jeweler to say. It's like, yes, but they're next door to the other jeweler in town. It goes jeweler, jeweler, sex store. And they're not going to say, we're next to our competitor. They're going to say, we're next to Utah Appropriate Sex Store. Pay no attention to what's on the other side of us. <laughs> For your cremating needs, please visit us at Richard's Moratorium. Straight down the street from the Dildo Hut. <laughs> this place is not in the middle of nowhere. It's got to have other businesses around it. There's a grocery store or something. Say that damn business. <laughs> nope. Right across the street from Utah Appropriate Sex Shop. Now, you keep saying that because I imagine you're obfuscating the title of the place. Because Was it actually called Utah Appropriate Sex Shop? No, it wasn't. Okay. I'm not going to say the name of the actual business. They haven't paid for advertising on this podcast. Oh, please do. Please. There's, there, there can only be so many in Utah. 
Please, you know who you are. Please take out an ad with us. Thank you for sticking with us for another episode of Then You Ruined It. You can find more of our nonsense on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.